The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world and my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. The Gospel of the Lord. name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father is sitting with his son trying to pass on some wisdom. And he says to his son, Remember, a smart person has doubts about many things. Only a total idiot can be sure about everything. To which his son responds, Dad, are you sure? Absolutely. <laughs> I need some way of introducing doubt into our sermon. Uh, today is Christ the King Sunday. It is the Sunday where we reflect on the nature of Christ as our leader and how that shapes our participation both in the kingdom of God and the kingdom here on earth. And I want to try this Sunday for a vision of what that could look like to give you a vision or maybe some answers but in that purely Episcopal way that doesn't resolve where we are but instead gives us confidence in our faith. And maybe with some of the same foolishness of the Father, it is to encourage you to doubt the way of the world while gaining confidence in the one we profess our faith in. Now, I, I've never really understood Christ the King Sunday, and so I need to give a little background about how we've ended up with this, this day in our church calendar. It's, um, it's a relatively new day. There's really no explanation in the Book of Common Prayer. It didn't exist until Pope Pius XI in 1925 
May Christ the King or the Reign of Christ Day, the last Sunday of the church year. So this is the last Sunday of the church year. Next year is like New Year. Next week is New Year's Day. It's Advent 1 and we switch into a whole new year and season. And I think that it was adopted by the Episcopal Church when, when the Episcopal Church was in conversation with the Catholic Church around Vatican II. And so my hunch is that's when we ended up with Christ the King Day. And so Pius was, he felt that followers of Jesus Christ were being lured away by the increasing effect of secularism in the world. That followers of Jesus Christ were choosing the kingdom of earth over the kingdom of God. The faithful were putting their faith in the ways of the world. Imagine that. People who proclaim to follow Jesus putting their faith in the ways of the world. And so it seems that um, it's a day if, from that lens that continues to be powerful in pausing, causing us to reflect. One of the things that I consider and think about most lately is what does it mean to be faithful at this time in our history? We are constantly being bombarded with images that are meant to stoke outrage. And I worry that it feels increasingly more difficult for me to put my faith in Christ above all else. I mean, if I put my, if I put my faith in a little box and pull it out on Sunday, no big deal. That's easy. But if Jesus Christ is going to be the supreme king as we imagine this week, how does that shape the kingdom we live in? And one of the things that I wonder if the reason it's so difficult for me is because I still hold on to the power and the comforts of the kingdom here on earth. I want more anything than certainty about what, what it is that we're supposed to do. I want more than anything to resolve the laws that, so that we all prosper and bring about a beautiful kingdom here on earth. And, and my human logic says that we should be able to do this. But I've been wondering if this is a trap. To think that we have control and agency in the way that the people that we elect or the earthly system that we exist in will produce the kingdom of God. Of course, we, we do have agency that we ought to use and use rightly, but are we lured into imagining that the kingdom of God is the same as this earthly kingdom where we will continue to be just as we are and the rest of the world will be conformed around us to be more just and loving. In our gospel this week, we encounter Pilate and he's asking Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? When Jesus refuses to answer, Pilate asks again, So you are a king, right? And Jesus' answer, You say that I'm a king. You know, you would think, if this is Christ the King Sunday, that Jesus would just come out and say it. And yet he never identifies as a king. 
Instead, we're left with a puzzle that is open for interpretation. My kingdom is not from here. And what does that mean? And I came into the world to testify to the truth. Now, what our passage leaves out, but if you're familiar and if you've been reading the Gospel of John, if that that language is familiar to you, you might recall that Jesus emphatically says that I am the truth. I am the truth. This means that Jesus' kingdom is not about determining the truth, it is the truth. In the words of one of the scholars that I read in preparation, kingdom is not content, but it's the character of Jesus. It is not ruled by a king, it's ruled by commitment. This means that kingdom is not a thing, but a person. It's not a physical place, but a worldview that shapes how we respond. Let that settle in. Kingdom might not be a place. Now what happens if we take this world, take this view that kingdom is not place, but a worldview, or a perspective, or a lens for how we are to interpret the world and to embody that worldview in everything that we do? In this present day and age, everyone seems so certain about what the kingdom here on earth should look like. But instead, we as Christians or followers of Jesus, we proclaim our certainty in the reign of Christ. And certainty in the kingdom of God should create uncertainty about the kingdom here on earth. It should disrupt our understanding of power, not resolve it. It should make us uncomfortable with where we are. I think the one thing that I want you all to take home today is to be comfortable or okay with that discomfort. Maybe to be uncomfortable with the way of the world is to be faithful to the kingdom of God. To be uncomfortable with poverty or the issues that drive people to flee their homes in hopes of immigration To be uncomfortable with the disparity in the justice system or the high levels of addiction in our homes. Maybe to be faithful is to be bothered by the ways of the world. To be bothered with where we are. But if we're bothered by the ways of the world, may we also find hope in the incarnate God that promises that Jesus is the truth and that the kingdom exists within each of us, breaking through. In the Collect for Sunday, the little prayer that follows the Gloria, which often kind of is our theme for this day, we prayed, mercifully grant that the powers of the earth, divided and enslaved by sin, may be freed and brought together under his most gracious rule. Brought together and unified. We're united not by how we choose to advocate for solving the problems of the world, but maybe we are to be united in our discomfort. That gives me hope that maybe it's okay that you and I may have a hundred different ways of solving the problems of poverty or immigration or injustice or any other issue we are called to resolve, but we are united 
in our belief that the kingdom of earth is not the kingdom of God and we all desire something better. I've also been thinking about the division that exists within our own selves. And I was reminded of of a story that I've heard before and it's been used a couple times recently in the public. It's a legend from the Cherokee people. And it begins an old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. A fight is going on inside me, he said to the boy. It is a terrible fight. And it is between two wolves. One is evil. He is angry. There's regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. He continued, the other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope. Serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person too. The grandson thought about it for a minute, and then he asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? The old man simply replied, the one you feed. May we all be nourished and fed in this holy meal that we gather here for each week. May it make us a reflection of what we believe. If the kingdom of God is a way of life that exists within each of us, may we find ways of letting that kingdom break through. And may we all be united in a way that makes the kingdom manifest for all. Amen.